With clear notes of toffee and dark chocolate, this Baltic porter is roasty and rich, offering a medium body that is robust yet smooth on the palate. Toasted and chocolate malts give it a sinister black color, but it's easy to drink. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I fucked up the uh, inflection. Uh. The sentence wasn't done. But it's easy to drink taste. We'll have you believing that there's no more need to be afraid of the dark. Was that not hyphenated? That should have been hyphenated. Easy e- to drink. Easy to drink was hyphenated, okay. but I thought there was a period. But it's easy to drink. I didn't see taste, and mm-hmm. I was I was getting the, ahead of myself the, trying to. The play. hyphens are they always give you a little heads up that there's something else coming. Thanks, Professor. So you know. <sighs> well, this is Einstock Olgald. It's an Icelandic toasted porter. It is 6% ABV. Uh, Picked this out because I thought the label looked really dope. Um, I'm a big fan of porters. If you didn't know by listening to over 200 episodes of this podcast. And um, toasted porter just sounds delicious. So I just wanted a good tasting beer. So Good enough for me. Yeah. Uh, are you ready to have a good time? I'm sure going to try, man. Yeah, that's right. This is the One Bear In Podcast. Oh. This is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew and uh, see where that one brew takes us. My name is Marco Dupa. My co-host, as always, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What is up, brewskies? This is episode 209. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy you've joined us. Yet again, hopefully. It's been, yeah. Right. Yes, man. Yeah. Oh. Let's drink this beer. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't do that. Taste Ooh. Whoa, careful. <sighs> Sometimes I get the hiccups. I get like one hiccup hmm. when I drink like something really carbonated. Just the one, though. Interesting. Like if I if I down a, a Sprite or something, <clears throat> the Sprites are always... Easier to fucking chug. Easier than what? Easier. I think sprites are like easier. This may be weird, but I think sprites <laughs> are easier to to chug mm, than, than like a coke. Then yeah, like a Coca Cola. Huh. I wouldn't know about Mountain Dew. I haven't had a Mountain Dew in years. Mm. I maybe had like a sip of somebody else's because they wanted me to try something. Like like you brought you had a Baja Blast. Oh, Baja Blast is is top tier. That's the only that's the only Mountain Dew I've had since like two thousand eight. Yeah. I don't drink Mountain Dew. Shit is gross. Mm. I don't know why people like that shit. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not a big soda guy anymore. Yeah. Really, I I just use it to mix with my alcohol. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that uh, that Sprite Limeade 
shit. Yeah. Lemonade. Was it lemonade or lime? L- it was uh, lemonade. 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 Yeah. Lemonade Sprite. Mm-hmm. Overrated. I will say though, uh, actually, uh, now that I think about it, I've had I've experimented with some soda as of recent, just out of the blue. Mm. Um, there was a uh, ginger ale lemonade. Yeah. I thought that was actually really good. Yeah. And then there was also I tried that uh, uh, vanilla orange vanilla Coke that they mm. have, and that was pretty good too. Mm. So if you're into Coke. Mm-hmm. In sodas, like that Coke, not not that kind. Relax, relax. <coughs> oh, Ugh. uh, that ginger ginger ale and lemonade. That sounds like a good combo with yeah. whiskey. Yeah, like a that's lemonade what, whiskey ginger. Uh, I, th- I think that's exactly what I got it for. Actually, yeah, yeah. That that sounds good. That yeah. sounds like that would work. That sounds like that's specifically made just to be mixed with whiskey. Yeah, it's know? it's the two things that you would. Mix with whiskey. Oh, good riff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's made. It would. That's um. Uh. Uh. Which ginger ale company was that? That did that one. Uh, I think it was Canada Dry. Canada maybe? Dry. Yeah. That or Seagram's. Those are the only uh, two. Canada Dry. Yeah. I remember the label. Okay. It's funny when I think about Canada Dry. All I think about is that. <clears throat> that common lyric when he was dissing Drake, mm. we call him Canada Dry. <laughs> so bad. Now that I think about it, like when I when it came out, I was obviously a much bigger fan of Common than Drake. Drake, yeah, you had to. Yeah, your, I mean your backpack hip hop uh, credentials were on the line. Exactly, and he represented everything for that. Mm. It was like the battle of the underground versus mainstream, right? And he said that line. And I knew in my heart of hearts it was a bad line. <laughs> Just it couldn't let you accept but I, it. But I had to run with it. I had to accept, and I had to defend it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's okay. It's okay. I just, you know, see where we are now. Drake, the biggest star in the world. That's not. That's not even like an exaggeration. He's the biggest music star. You look at streaming numbers. Mm. I mean, he's doing billions. Yeah. Billions. I was going to throw up Beyonce to, you know. I would say yes and no. Yes, whenever she puts something out, it destroys. Yeah. But she hasn't put anything out in a little while. Yeah. He's been pretty consistent with guest verses. His last album was pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, her last album was Everything Is Love with Jay. Yeah. And that hit hard when it came out and then just disappeared. disappeared. Instantly disappeared. Instantly instantly disappeared which is so weird that they got nominated for a grammy not to say that i mean the grammys are a popularity contest yeah but sometimes they get it right with that one it's just weird that that album Strange. just like disappeared and then it popped back up as a grammy nomination i'm surprised the like voters even remembered it yeah well it's jay-z and beyonce that's true so even if they didn't remember it there's probably Probably music lobbyists yeah. in their ear, like, "Hey, remember, uh, remember, everything is love." As they as they slide mm-hmm. a couple of a couple of stacks towards the table. Typical, remember, everything is love. Typical big Beyonce business. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. She's got some uh, documentary coming out. I Netflix. saw that. Yeah, it's based on her uh, live performance. Uh, I think at Coachella. Uh, I think at Coachella. Yeah. yeah, some festival. Yeah, so that's cool. 
it's, it's sure it's interesting seeing how people are using netflix and streaming services like the potential for these things is really untapped yeah pun intended mm. podcast pun uh, okay okay like there's that and then uh donald glover he's performing at um I think Coachella also Coachella or, or some other festival mm. and at the festival, <clears throat> excuse me. He's got this movie mm-hmm. yeah, called Guava Island. Yeah. With uh, Rihanna, right? Yes. Rihanna, Rihanna starring in it and it's going to play at that festival. Mm-hmm. And then after he's done performing, he's going to put it on Amazon hmm. and then you can watch it on Amazon for free. That's cool. Yeah. Did you hear what, um, uh, Oh, what what's he calling himself now? Most deaf. <laughs> Yasin Bay. Yasin Bay. That's right. No, what's he doing? Did you hear what he did? No. Um, over in China, actually, he did China. this. It was during this art festival thing. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, he said he wanted to do a like a unique take on a an album release. All right. And so what he did was he played it for only the people there at that time. Okay. That's the only time people are going to hear it is during that performance. He didn't perform it. He just played it. And as it was being played, he took like Polaroid pictures of people uh-huh. and signed it and dated it and gave it to them and said like, this is your remembrance of the album. <laughs> it's very like ethereal, you know? So wait, he has a full album done. Yeah. And so is this... Is this promo for the album? No, 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 no. No one will ever hear no this one, album except for the people who were there at it, the time. It is literally a one and done. He he put it out that one time, not recorded or anything. He just he played it once, and that's that is it. The only thing that exists of that album, unless people <laughs> recorded it while there, are the photos of people listening to it. Oh God! And I mean, you know, it's cool to see artists breaking down what is like traditional ways of doing things mm. but at the end of the day i mean what the fuck is that yeah. what the fuck is that Ooh. that would be cool that's cool for like in the first month mm-hmm. right the only people who got to listen to that album were those people yeah and then like a month later you release it to everybody yeah you know or i mean i don't i don't care if you go as far as like a year you know whatever just make it if you want it to be special you want that to be like a, a a moment yeah make it a moment but uh, why i think i think the polaroids are enough you you tuck that into their album they get it for free bong bong that's yeah. it then the rest of us we have to just deal with only listening to it's it. more i think it's just more of an artistic statement and i know it's super pretentious but it's more of a thing of like it's it's an album that he made for that purpose and you you can't own it like you're not able to physically have that yeah that is fucking pretentious yeah (laughs) but i i think i get it like yeah i think i get it too but it's still pretentious sucks yeah it fucking sucks as a a fan of yasin bay yeah uh, that sucks yeah that's yeah especially because you know old fans of his have been waiting for something yeah he's had little tell me about it (laughs) he's had little uh guest features here and there Mostly singing. Yeah. Uh, Nothing to hold people over. Right. So 
I mean, as a if you're a fan of Yasin, FKA Most Def, you just kind of deal with, oh, he may never put anything out ever. Yeah. And then something pops up and you're like, oh, that's cool. But that's pretty much you just have to accept it. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's what I've thought of in my head is basically like I don't expect him to ever put out another album again. Yeah, and that's fine. You hear him on a, a guest verse every once in a while or whatever, and he comes and goes like that, just like Andre Three Thousand. Really, I'm not waiting for a new album. No, done with that. So or Jay Electronica. I mean, that's long gone. I don't yeah. even I don't even think of him anymore. Honestly, no, no. he's supposed to be putting something out. That's what he said. <laughs> of course, on his Instagram. Yeah. Supposed to be putting something out today or not today, <laughs> <laughs> right now. Had the scoop yeah. now this year, and there's supposed to be an album with Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I don't believe either one of those. No, no, I literally I wouldn't even believe it until I, I could be halfway done with the album and be like, I still don't believe this. <laughs> until I got done, and I was like, okay, that actually happened. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, oh god, I drink a lot of that really fast. I can tell. You would have to. I'd have to listen to it, and then I'd ha- you'd have to listen to it, and then confirm to me that we mm-hmm. heard the same. You're thing. not. You're not no, hallucinating. Yeah. Before I could. Yeah. So whatever. It, it's like I said. It's fun seeing innovation when it comes to album releases, and you know, trying to be more, uh, trying to be original and innovative with things like yeah. that. That's fun because it's kind of like the last frontier of originality is how you present things to people the art the artwork Mm -hmm. the form of of your art yeah the delivery vehicle for it yeah because there's not a lot of stones left unturned when it comes to music in general yeah it's hard i think he's just focused on just making good music as opposed to being like super innovative it's just really it's just really really hard and then when people try to do it they nine times out of ten get shitted on yeah public isn't ready until like five years later and you go back and you're like oh that album was pretty good yeah so it's hard to please people it's true you know remember when um in rainbows came out mm-hmm. and they did the uh radiohead they did the um pay however much pay, you yeah, want pay your own price thing yeah i thought that was really cool when that first happened i it almost had uh, a negative effect on on me. Why? Because I saw it and I was like, "Is this a real album? Yeah. Is this just a like a weird side shoot project, like a, a half? Because again, it's like a shorter album too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Is this like a legit Radiohead album? Yeah. Because uh, that actually came out around the time I was really getting into Radiohead. Yeah. Um, and so I I. I saw that. I didn't know what to make of it. Like, it's really cool in retrospect, but maybe I was that audience that wasn't like ready for that. Mm. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, in retrospect, that's awesome. And they were one of the first people to, to do that. Major yeah, I mean, artists. How many times has anybody done it since then? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an entire, um, it's an entire thing for indie artists now that can, like basically like a Patreon. Yeah. You can do that. Or you can like Bandcamp lets you um, choose your price or whatever. Yeah. You, you have the option you can set a price or you can let people set their own price mm-hmm. but yeah for like a, a major label band yeah. to uh to do that you know i let people i i i, I let i set the choose your pay your own price thing on my band camp yeah got a got a good amount of downloads 
didn't get a lot of money. Mm. And when I say didn't get a lot of money, I mean didn't get any <laughs> money. <laughs> so yeah, because yeah. I mean people downloaded it, so that's nice. It's something. Yeah, people wanted to hear it. They just didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's uh, sons of bitches. <laughs> that's uh, that's a risk you take when you do that. No, it's fine. You just have to. I, I weigh it against what the market is. Yeah. And when you're a guy in my position, I just find it like like when you see guys trying to trying to sell their mixtapes in yeah. 2019, it's like, dude, it's like I know that you value your art and you probably put a lot of money into it, but mm-hmm. you have to think about the marketplace. Mm-hmm. You know, like why would I give you fifteen dollars for your mixtape right. that I've never heard before? Artwork is awful. Mm-hmm. You're just some dude on the street. Yeah. When you got guys like fucking Run the Jewels, Action Bronson, Chance the Rapper, just giving it away for free. Yeah. The physical copy, giving it away for free. Yeah. I mean, that's that's been the... the Not to mention streaming services where you can get most of these releases full albums for free yeah for the cost like of a even, monthly yeah, uh, subscription it, exactly well that's them i mean that's yeah but it's like like even sometimes like these albums like not major label albums but just like regular like you know something you download on their website or something they're mm-hmm. posted on the streaming service now yeah yeah i mean it's it's that's been the racket forever is people have to figure out you know what's it worth uh putting a pay gate up for people to expose themselves to my music yeah so if you're not known chances are it's more worth it for you to get some more people first yeah and you get people to go oh that guy's pretty good i'm looking forward to his next thing then the next thing you charge for maybe yeah you know what the problem is we're mm. falling right into the hands of these corporations, man. Oh, here we go. Look, if a guy if a guy could just out the trunk of his car sell his records and people would buy it because the marketplace wasn't the way that it was. Like back in the day when you got guys like Chameleon Air and basically most like 90% of Southern rappers, yeah. Master P, mm-hmm. is just like selling the shit out the trunk of their car, right? Yeah. They made thousands of dollars doing that shit. Mm-hmm. Nipsey Hussle, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Sold his shit $100 a pop. <clears throat> Excuse me. It sold all of them. Well, he sold the, I think it was the first thousand though at that price. No, he only made a thousand. Oh, I thought, I thought I heard in an interview, he made a thousand, sold those for a hundred or a thousand dollars a piece or whatever it was. hundred dollars. hundred dollars and sold those out. Once those were sold out, uh, he made personal connections with each of the people who paid that yeah. much for it yeah. first, but then gave it out for free after that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know he gave it away after that. I, that's what I, I know. Jay Z yeah. bought the majority. Yeah. Of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that. Yeah. Basically, out of respect for the idea. Yeah. Which, like, you music. know, <clears throat> I'll tell you this: when I first heard that idea, I thought this dude is bonkers mm-hmm. to think somebody would fucking pay that. That's that's like it's. I thought. When it when he first did it, and this is to let you know, like I don't like the real fans versus casual fans things, but <laughs> just for the record, real fans know. Real fans been around, son. Uh huh. Real fans been anyway. When he first did that, I thought it was just crazy enough to work. Mm-hmm. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. Yeah. I was so I was like I was, my mind was blown that somebody would have the fucking balls. Yeah. 
the brass balls mm-hmm. to say, yeah, you can have it. You got a C note on you? <laughs> like, that's crazy. And yeah. it worked. I yeah. was like, dude, this is either going to be like a career killer or like the start of something insane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people didn't obviously follow suit. But, you know, sometimes innovators just lead their own path. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everybody can do that, obviously. And he, I didn't think he was in the position to do that. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, at that point, and tell me if I'm wrong, he already had a pretty strong fan base. Yeah, no, he definitely did. So, especially on the West Coast, like people were really... That's what I'm saying. Like, especially locals, like yeah. those people were willing to, to... He had a lot of respect in the industry at that time. Like, yeah, he was doing shit, but mm-hmm. that would be like... Ah, well, there's nobody really like that anymore, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's got be, dark. Yeah, there's no really, there's nobody like that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, maybe that was part of the charm too. It's just that was part of his persona as being this like uh, risk taker when it comes to business and uh, innovator, innovative thinker when it yeah. when it came to the business of hip hop. Yeah. And just life, really. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, well, let me get back to this point. Okay. So, if the marketplace was how it was back in the day, then, you know, it wouldn't be so ridiculous. Back in the day, you mean pre-internet or... Not really pre-internet, pre-streaming services. Streaming, okay. Because you still had to, you know, records, they leaked and stuff. Yeah, but you still had to buy them on iTunes. You still had to buy a record. Right, right, right. Like, you had to go to a peer-to-peer, like rip site mm-hmm. to get you had to steal it right um so artists were making more money then because they were making it literally they were making like a full profit on mm-hmm. the record if right? people didn't steal it yeah if people didn't steal it because that was already uh, an argument how the internet was killing music definitely and but even even still even in that marketplace where Stuff was getting stolen, LimeWire, Napster, all that jazz. Yeah. Like, you still, <clears throat> if you wanted to support an artist, you still had to buy their record, right? Yeah. You still had to go out and buy the record. And people were still into it at the time. Yeah, they're still know? selling CDs. Yeah. Now, people have this misconstrued idea that, you know, if you, if you stream a record a bunch, like, you're showing support to the artist. You're, like, you are, but it's not, it, you're, it's nothing. Yeah, you know, not to like artists. I, obviously, when I look on my, if I I look at my metrics and see that people are li- listening to the albums and stuff, it's awesome. Yeah, but if you think that you're helping in any way financially, I hate to burst that bubble, but streaming services give artists fractions of a penny of a dollar. Yeah, every stream for, e- for each stream. Yeah, you have to be in the millions for it to even make a dent. Right. And the issue is the industry has people believing that, and, and the way of the, the, the future is streaming services. Like, uh, you know, albums are going to be obsolete. No one's even going to make physical copies anymore. That's just done with. Yeah. And all, uh, like, they're, 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 they're forcing everybody to, to buy, to, 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 to pay monthly subscriptions to these streaming services. I remember only a couple years ago, I thought that was a ridiculous idea. I remember I was talking to who was that? I was talking to somebody about this. Like it was only like a couple years ago where 
they were like, you got to like get Spotify or Pandora or something. And I would laugh at people who were paying for Pandora, like yeah. paid, <laughs> to, paid to listen to music. Are you stupid? Just go out and like buy the records and then you just have the, re- like, why would you, why would you pay to not physically monthly? Own yeah, exactly. To yeah. just, it would, it just lives on the internet. You pay something monthly. Well, that's when it was weird to like the, the concept of Netflix was weird too. Yeah. You know, like subscription based things other than magazines. Right. Were weird because yeah. You physically got something every month mm-hmm. for a subscription, usually. Yeah, it, it feels it feels uh, like a sham. Yeah. You're not getting anything. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Well, because you weren't at yeah. the time. Physically, at least. Well, literally. Think yeah. about it. Like, remember back in the day, we mm-hmm. only used Netflix to watch bad movies. Yeah. It had like 30 good titles on there. The rest of them were just garbage. Yeah, straight to video. Yeah. And like Pandora. Pandora didn't have... The exclusive rights to any of these records mm. and it, it was a, all randomized yeah, playlists it was nothing it was just it just threw songs it was yeah. like basically it was listening to the radio without commercials that's mm. all pandora was at the time well and they, then they and, got the commercials oh, dude boy did they <laughs> man pandora really dropped the ball on that <laughs> they dropped the ball so yeah. hard yeah. think about that dude mm. pandora had the market cornered yeah no one was fu- like the only thing think of like a couple of years ago all people were always like do you got pandora do you got pandora mm-hmm. that's it yeah and then like one or two ads it was like oh well eh, an ad or two i can deal with right and then the paywalls came up yep and then it was like well if you pay x amount of dollars we'll remove these ads. pandora premium but if you don't we're just gonna keep putting ads <laughs> on there and keep putting ads on there. And soon it was like an ad every like three songs. The three same ads, dude, over and over again. How, man, they really. And then the other ones came up, and they were like, "Well, you know, we won't put ads on there. You just won't get certain features. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like Spotify, now they have ads. Yeah, but every it, everyone has ads. That's how people make money. So unless, the reason, unless you pay for the subscription, right? That's what I'm saying. So yeah. if you're not paying for something, you got to pay somehow, and that's through ads. Mm-hmm. It, 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 anywhere on the internet, anything you see, if you're seeing it for free, there's going to be an ad there. Yeah, which makes I mean, you know, whatever. I get it. That's how they make money. It's simple as that. The concept though is is really strange to me. The concept of ads in general. Mm. Like the idea, like on YouTube, for instance. Okay. Everyone hate ads on youtube yeah right not enough to get youtube red but enough (laughs) i'm still grandfathered in on that so (laughs) Uh. um but it's just funny like when you see these ads it 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 angers people yeah you see like a tide ad or an ad for sprite or something you're like fuck sprite (laughs) putting this ad in the middle of my video but it still gets in your head i know that's the that's the crazy part Mm -hmm. about it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Sprite or Coca-Cola as a company is banking on the subliminal advertising, the psychological it, it's aspect ju- it's of it. It's just recognition. That's all it is. They don't have to say anything that's appealing to you even. Yeah. They just have to show up and say, Sprite. Yeah. And then you go, ah, this is annoying. Sprite. Sprite, and you keep thinking about it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. The 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 ad has done its job. It's in your mind now. Next time you go to the store, you're gonna go. "Ah, Sprite. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't want just water tonight. What can I get? Sprite. (laughs) And then it's done. That's it. Boom. But that's what's just so fascinating to me is the idea that companies are they're banking on 
the like the earworm aspect of it. They yeah. don't like it's just it's it's fascinating. Yeah. That they're like they're not thinking this has to be clever so that people don't hate us. They're mm-hmm. like, look, as long as we get in their faces, yeah. that's all we need to do. I mean, that's definitely a line of thought in advertising, but uh I mean there there's always an exception to that where, you know, people are going through board meeting and board meeting to try to get something clever that resonates with the audience. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it it does its job if it sticks with you. Yeah. You know, that's really the point of it is that you recognize that brand and you think about it next time you need whatever it is that they're selling. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe it's an awareness thing. You don't even know about the brand that's being sold. And then what that needs to do is make you aware that, Maybe you do need this thing. Mm-hmm. That's when it needs to do a little bit more lifting than just Sprite. But that, the idea of that is funny. Yeah. Like you didn't know that you needed this thing. But you do. But you do. <laughs> like, man, I fucking need that thing. I do didn't need that. Realize. Wow. How can you need something that you didn't even know you needed? Mm. You don't. Need Until it. you see it and you realize you wanted to have it. You don't fucking need this it. This entire time. <laughs> so basically the idea is... If you want to support artists, support them in ways that don't seem like a fucking corporation is making you do it, right? Spotify doesn't give a shit about artists. Apple Music doesn't give a shit. They Google only Play care. Give a shit. They only give a shit as long as they have the the material to market, yeah. the material to sell to you. So, uh, yeah, they care as long as the artist can continue making music. They wouldn't be around without music, so that's as yeah. far as they care about the artist's sake. But yeah, they're, they're, they don't even have to be alive for that. Just no, they're the one is the rights. I, I mean, as we have unfortunately seen with the Nipsey, yep. sometimes it helps if they're not. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's just it's about how many people they can keep on their service for yeah. as long as they possibly can, and for how little they can pay right. to do that. Right. So it, it's a business. It's they're all in business to make money. Yeah. So But they're the one, they're making so much more oh, than the yeah. artist is. Oh. It's it's not even it's ridiculous. Like, oh, like, and that, like Nipsey for instance, his streams went up thousands of percent, right? It went up like a thousand sixty percent, something crazy like that, right? Yeah. And honestly, if everybody just put all that energy into going to his like crashing his website, mm-hmm. With a request to buy his merchandise and stuff. I bet his family would make more money off of that. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, hopefully people are going out and actually buying, physically buying his album. (laughs) Fucking merchandise is expensive, bro. Yeah. I'm going to buy like a sweater because I like Oh, like his his clothing line. Like his actual, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shit is expensive. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, you know, artists, one way that artists make a lot of money is off of merchandise. Yeah. Oh, and touring. Touring is, has long been the biggest yeah, yeah, yeah. money maker for yeah. an artist. I'm just saying, because, yeah, you're right. But the point that I was making was, like, merchandise is one of the big ways to make money, and yet it's one of the only ways to make money, and so they have to charge more for it. Yeah. You know, if you could make, if you if an album was $12 and you made 3 or $4 off of that album, you wouldn't need to charge $50 for a T-shirt. Yeah. But since you're making... A fraction of a penny yeah well and, and i mean like look you're uh, you know you see like the merch booth at a uh concert right mm-hmm. you see one for let's say father john misty we yeah. went to not all that long ago um you're if you want to buy a t-shirt for cheaper 
you can find a t-shirt for cheaper. Yeah. You can go to Walmart and buy a t-shirt for five bucks, mm-hmm. but you're not buying a t-shirt. You're buying a father John Misty t-shirt. That's the point of it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I mean, not even hopefully I, at least in my mind, I think when I'm, I'm buying something that I know is a bit overpriced because it's from something, some brand or some person that I like, I'm supporting them. And that's hopefully allowing them to continue to do whatever they're doing that I like. And you know, the, the world keeps on a turning. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. A yeah. lot of people don't look at it like that, though. Yeah. It's, you know. And hey, I mean, if you can't afford the shirt, understandable. That's fine. But, you know, I just think that if you if you have the money to give to an artist that you enjoy and you have enjoyed for a while, I, you know, I think that's a, a noble purchase. Yeah. And you're getting something out of it, too, you know? But you also, like, I don't know. For me, like, sometimes I feel cheated by, like, how much it is. Mm-hmm. Like, Kanye West is the best example of seeing yeah. somebody who, you know, like, when he charged $200 for a, a plain white T-shirt that right. had, like, three holes in it. Well, I mean, t-shirt. anything can be taken too far. For sure. And, you know, not to, not to pick and choose, but Kanye is obviously not an artist who's struggling. Right. Or who's new or who needs the extra, you know, 10 bucks out of my pocket. True. To uh, to support his tour. True. So I think you have to think about that, too, uh, when you consider paying a little extra to support an artist. But, you know, support, support. So whatever you like, you know, <clears throat> feel free to, to vote with your wallet as far as what you want to see and what you want to listen to. Yeah. So, I mean, that goes for anything, though, really. Like Marvel. Disney, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you like it, you buy it. You're supporting it. So, yeah, if, true. If, if you if you like it, go ahead and give your money to it. That's how it stays around, right? Right. So that's the lesson here. If you like capitalism, it, give the <laughs> capitalism. Basically, support the things you like by mm-hmm. giving more money to those things. Do you know what we like? What do we like? Records. We do like records. And do you know what this weekend is? Is it a is it a day for the stores that sell records? It might be. Record. Got any ideas? Record record store day. Record store record 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 store 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 day 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 day. Yeah. Have you did you see the design from Park Ave? I did. Bad Balloon made it. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Local artists. Local uh, record store here, Park Ave CDs. Shout out to Park Ave CDs. Always, eternally. Record store day, ladies and gentlemen, is back again this year. This weekend, uh, April thirteenth. <laughs> Couldn't tell you, man. Twelve, thirteen. Today's the tenth. We're recording on a Wednesday. Yeah, so April 13th. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So three, yeah, three yeah. days away. Math, quick maths. Ap- April thirteenth, man. April thirteenth. Record store day, <clears throat> very exciting holiday for uh, hipsters and non-hipsters alike. If you buy records, if if you if you do buy records and you don't know about record store day, shame on you. One <laughs> and two. <clears throat> okay, me. that owes two. What's perfect, three? Perfect day number three. Perfect day to leave your house, have a good time, get some exclusive out of print mm-hmm. and um, much sought after records. Yeah, that limited only come releases. Out on this day. Colored vinyl. Yeah, it's 
fun. Uh, it's fun. And a lot, a lot of record stores do. Uh, Speaking of overpriced merch, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and supporting things and that you love. Supporting things that you love. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of record stores, at least in our experience, um, make an entire event out of it. So yeah. check out your local record store. You can go to recordstoreday.com and you'll see a full list of every record store that is officially celebrating Record Store Day. And the records. Yes, the list of records. So you can see they've actually, this year, I'm not sure if they've done it in years before, but I found it pretty convenient. They're showing a breakdown of what records are coming out specifically for Record Store Day, mm-hmm. which ones are coming out earlier for Record Store Day too, mm-hmm. um, and which are like limited supply. So here's a pro tip for you guys. If you're going to do it, Go to those websites. Right, like now. Find the records that you want. <laughs> Write them down. Make sure that you have them. Then when you get to the record stores, sometimes they have a way of going about it. Like at ours, for instance, at Park Ave, mm-hmm. they have like a map. What they do is they'll they'll move the store around and say, <clears throat> walk walk through like this. It's like a line. Yeah, there's zigzags. a queue that goes through the entire store. Mm-hmm. Snakes around. And it's and it's like, here's the Record Store Day exclusives. Here's the Out of Prince one, blah, blah, blah. And then here's just regular records if you're just here and you just want to buy some more records. So have the list handy. Know what you want. When you get there, just grab and go. So there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah. Do not meander. Don't be the guy who's like, well, what's the, I like a, 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 can you show me? A, no, fuck all that. <laughs> know what you want. Grab that shit. Take some pictures. Get the fuck out. Right. No one hates you more than the mm-hmm. guy who's standing outside of the store in the mm-hmm. hot sun watching you with your fucking head in the, <laughs> head in the clouds. Mm, what oh. do I want? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't they, be that guy. They, at Lisa Park Ave, they have outside areas. You can chill out, hang out with your records, talk to people, yeah. have a good time. But don't do that shit in the store. Don't do it in the store. Just get your stuff get and your go. Get your shit and go. Okay? Um, are you pulling up like a list or something? Yeah, I have I have the, uh, the full list here. I don't know if you want to go through that's a big list it is a big list uh i was gonna go through the ones that i'm interested in personally yeah, because i'm selfish yeah okay um yeah i mean it's a pretty pretty uh diverse list this year as it usually is mm-hmm. um one of them is the twin peak season two soundtrack uh which you don't care about uh-uh. uh there's a courtney barnett uh 12 inch they have that looks pretty interesting uh, <laughs> there's just so many. Um, uh, hold on, I had one here. Uh, did you see what they're doing with these three-inch vinyls? No. Vinyl, excuse me. Um, they three have three-inch vinyl. So is it just like one song? It's this big. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have like a mini record player. It's like like a GameCube disc yeah even smaller actually it's it's like tiny and a complete waste of money yeah I'm not, I'm not don't do that either. don't do that i saw uh fella kuti is putting out another yeah it's roy ayers uh yeah. yeah 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 so that that looked pretty good um last last record store day i grabbed the fella kuti mm-hmm. album so i think i'll make a thing of it yeah uh there's the bob dylan blood on the tracks Ooh. new york Recordings. I think that was one of the ones that I was looking at. Uh, that's one I definitely want. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, there's a Fleetwood Mac alternative uh, recordings album too. Of what? Um, let's see here. Uh, the self-titled. Okay. 
recorded in 75. Mm. Um, so yeah, they have a bunch of, of alternative takes for songs on that. That looks pretty interesting. Um, uh, there was, of course, the Idols uh, yes. EP that I definitely want to pick up. Now, is this the Idols? Is this in? Is this their first EP? I want to say it's what's it called? The second one. Let me. Uh, it's the actually. Oh, I think it's both put together. It's Meat and Meta. Okay. Yeah. 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 So well, Meat was their first one. Uh huh. And Meta is the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So they just put it together on a twelve-inch. That's cool. Yeah. So that's might, actually might grab that. Pretty convenient. I was just listening to their first album today. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> it's so good. Um, they have Billy Joel at Carnegie Hall. That's cool. Yeah. So that that's probably one. Uh, the Albert King, Born Under a Bad Sign. Cool. Like you said, the Fella Cootie. Fella Cootie. Fella Cootie. Uh, Fella Coochie. I'm kind of interested in that uh, the Big Mac. Oh yeah, 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 thing yeah. That they yeah. have of uh, Biggie and Craig Mack. Yeah, um, which is really cool. If you guys don't like, look up the history of that. So that was a really cool marketing thing that they did in like '93. Yeah, which was really fucking dope. Yep. And they they brought it back for record store day. Yep. Very cool. Uh, they have a 10 inch Van Morrison Astral Weeks. Which, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I'm into that. A few Iggy Pops. Oh, there's uh, a couple of Prince albums. Yeah. So uh, might want to get the specifically the Pop Life one. I think I might be into that if I have enough money. Because <laughs> yeah, these things break the bank. Yeah, that's another thing we should mention. Uh, this is not a cheap day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this so, is not just a go out and have fun kind of like just you know find some. I mean, you can if you just want to buy like one, but yeah, yeah. If you just want to go make a day of it and like you know get one or two records, that's one thing. But like these thing, these 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 records will get up there. You'll uh, be surprised. There's uh the like basically B sides for Jeff Tweedy for his warm sessions. That's cool. It's called Warmer. <laughs> so original. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, that's one record that like I wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. Not as an insult to his album, but just like B sides to an album like that. Yeah, just like okay. Yeah, probably sounds like more of the same, really. Yeah. Um, there's the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse yeah. soundtrack. I kind of want that. Me too. Uh, I'm mad at how much I like that Sunflower song. Oh yeah, it's great. It's a great it's song. So good. It's a really good soundtrack. Period. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that is it for specifically the ones you can only find on record store day. Yeah. Um, there's a few more record store day limited runs, which usually mean like they're special colored editions or, yeah. you know, like record store day specials. Um, yeah. so you guys can look that yeah. up. Yeah. L- look up the rest of it yourself. Uh, cause this is not good radio. Mm. It's a lot. There's a lot well, of there's records, tons. but there's like, tons you know, stuff. pick out your favorites because as most of the time, like the web- websites won't tell you how much they cost, mm-hmm. so you have to go there and see. Yeah, expect to pay at least thirty bucks for a record. Um, yeah, mostly. Yeah, if most not more, because a lot of these are like, you know, some of them are out double of print. albums. Some of them are, yeah, some of them are colored vinyl. Some are in like a like almost weird like special edition packs. Like remember the um, oh what was it the Jizz album I got. 
that, yeah, that actually the had the chess board and yeah. stuff. Or so, the Black Star record was an actual star. Right. The, the record itself was shaped, shaped as, a star. as a star. Yeah. So they'll do some cool shit. Lots of weird little things that us vinyl nerds like to collect. Yeah. So. And you know what? I haven't bought a record in oh, so long. It's been long. forever for me too. Yeah. yeah, I've realized that, and I, I've been neglecting my record collection. Yeah, I need to go back. I gotta, I gotta spend a Sunday just listening to some records. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been too busy in my life. I need yep. to just take a take an hour to to take in a record. Just take it in. Just take it in. Just take it in. Sit there and just listen. I might do that with that Astro Weeks. Cause I, I just I'll went out. Time. I remember a couple a couple months ago actually. I was like I just wanted a new album, and I just randomly popped into Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Best Buy is basically giving away CDs. At yeah. This point. Oh yeah. They just they don't give a shit. Ghost Town. Yeah. So they have them in like a bin, and they're all like three to five dollars a pop. <laughs> yeah. They don't Please. give a shit unless they're brand brand new albums, mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift and fucking Drake. That's it. The yeah. rest of these albums they're just giving them away. So I found Astro Weeks and um, Moon Dance. Yeah, both of those records, and just randomly bought them, and they're both so good. Oh, I, I've uh, so good. I've been a known Moon Dance lover. Moon Dance lover. Love that. Love that entire album. Moon Dance. Love, love that song. It's a good song. It's a good song. So jazzy. I didn't realize that Brown Eyed Girl was like one of his first songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on his first album. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like his. More experience. I, I thought Brown Eyed Girl was like a. Tur- I don't know that much about Van Morrison. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I thought Brown Eyed Girl was like a turning point in his career. I mm-hmm. thought he was like three albums deep, and then that came out, and they were like, "Oh, no, no." That was a pop hit early, and then after that, he went more he went super weird. And- yeah, he got more experimental, a bit more um, psychedelic. Yeah, and then after that, he in Moon Dance went to jazz. Yeah, um, and then. Yeah, from there just kind of went everywhere else. See, that's what you do. That's that's what these guys like. Like when you have a one hit wonder, what you do is you have you, you hit the one hit right, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Holy shit, what's this guy gonna do next?" And then you fucking bash him over the head with some experimental jazz odysseys, and they're like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" What's and happening? then thirty years later, they're like, "Oh, that he was, was a really genius. Good. I didn't realize." Yeah, that's what you do. See, that's what Soldier Boy should have done. <laughs> His second album. It's gotten really deep and weird. His second album should have been a psychedelic, like, uh, uh, DMT trip yeah. of rap music. That would have been a. I want to live in that reality. I would love. I would love <laughs> for Soldier Boy to like be like this, like super, like Daniel Day Lewis type artiste, mm-hmm. where he never takes the white sunglasses off. Yeah. And they still say Soldier Boy and Whiteout on them. Just starting to fade. <laughs> yeah. It's the same glasses more grizzled. since he was 16. He's never shaved his beard. <laughs> he, he looks like uh, uh, like a black Rick Rubin. Yeah, like exactly. losing his hair except for the beard. Yep. It's just, he's like a shaman. Yes. Brilliant. Uh, instead, of, instead of selling bad video game systems. I can't believe how much attention he got for all that shit just for him to not put out any anything anything. I mean, maybe he did, and people just didn't. I, th- I pick think it he up. put out like a song or two, and people were like, "Nah." <laughs> but he should have. I mean, he definitely should have come out with an album. There's you, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remembered a story from today that kind of made me uh, giggle a little bit about uh, things not selling. Did you see what happened to Boozy? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got very mad. Yeah, he's very bitter about that. His album apparently sold 300. Yeah, man. And uh, he went on, was it Facebook Live? Uh, IG Live. I or think. IG Live. It doesn't matter, live on social media. Yeah, and told his fans off. Yeah, because there, there were more people watching his live than who bought, the bought album. his album. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, there's like thousands of people watching this shit, mm-hmm. and like none of you went and bought the record. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. So like, I you know, I wonder how many, um, like how well how, how well he did on streams. Yeah. Probably not that good. Probably not. I mean, uh, I mean, 300, 300 records sold. That's physical. Awful. Yeah. You know what, Billy Billy Eilish hurt. She was she dropped number one record in the mm-hmm. country. She did one hundred and sixty seven thousand mm-hmm. physicals. Yeah. And three hundred thousand uh, equivalent. So uh-huh. she did really well. That's yeah. a really good opening week. And she's oh, yeah. the youngest person in history to debut at number one, I think, on the UK charts or our charts. I can't remember which uh, one. I saw, I saw a stat that said she's the first person born in the new uh, millennium. Yep. To first do that. person born in the new millennium to top the charts. Yeah. It's pretty cool because it's a good album. Oh, so yeah. Good for her. Yeah, it's a very good album. Yeah. Which, very rare when it's like you have that kind of success. Not rare rare but kind of rare when you have that kind of success and the record is that good well she's a studio plant so you know yeah i mean if she is fuck it you know i was thinking about that and uh i don't give a shit you know no if the the music's still good then who cares yeah i don't (laughs) care fine i really don't care if 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 the rich want to keep getting richer by giving us pores some good music (laughs) that's fine and and here's the thing about that okay let's say let's say she is an industry plant she's not talking about things that would make her inauthentic right her her story is not you know i came up from the bottom and you know i had to struggle Mm -hmm. and you know i'm a fucking genius i'm a prodigy and like you know i just got hurt i blah 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 like that's not her story Mm -hmm. her story is she's this girl she has depression and night terrors and anxiety and Mm -hmm. stuff and she talks about that she talks about love she talks about you know not doing drugs things like that like if, even if she is an industry plan, it's not as if she's taking a spot from somebody who's, you know what I'm saying? Like she's yeah. not telling someone else's story. Well, and on top of that, uh, it, it doesn't seem like she's putting out a message that's harmful or uh, I, I guess like dumbing down anything that right. somebody that has a, a, a better story to tell could could have taken her spot with yeah. you know and people who and you know i was watching this this cute little video of her surprising her fans and stuff mm-hmm. and she's she's like um in a disguise not a very good disguise <laughs> she's just sitting in the corner and all these little girls are there to they think that they're there to just like film a thing for her before they watch her perform or whatever uh-huh. and uh they're talking about how much she means to them and stuff and they're like you know she's she's somebody who puts her insecurities on, in the forefront mm-hmm. and she's uh, open about her mental illnesses and things like mm-hmm. that and that's very inspiring and stuff and it's like yeah I mean if that's an industry plant then fucking plant more of them <laughs> right <laughs> that seems fine yeah if that's, she, if, that, if that's what if that's what you're gonna plant is is people who are inspiring people to be open about yeah. their you know and seek help and all this yeah, stuff yeah, like, I, she recently got headlines not even for her music just talking about her Tourette's you know like yeah just being open about that like okay like the, the, tons of people who have it that you know 
feel like they can't do anything and she has a number one album like yeah okay that, sorry a, <laughs> right <laughs> oh man that's too bad sorry she uh she didn't come from the bottom you know and the only thing the only thing that people really have a problem with her is, is she fucking she's young so she talks like a young person yeah people get annoyed by that oh i completely agree i thought she was obnoxious on uh, uh hot ones yeah when I saw it, I was like, I don't get it, man. Like, why do people like her? She's very meme She just talks like a meme. Yeah. She's, she's like uh, a spaz. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, the, I, I was just like, maybe because I have a niece uh-huh. and she she's like that. Yeah. And so I'm just like, that's how children talk now. Your, your your tolerance for obnoxiousness is just way high. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it no, it, but... Is. <laughs> <It actually laughs> oh, high. mine's very low. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I... Um, after, after her kind of proving herself with her music and me listening to it and being pleasantly surprised, I sit here humbly uh, and look back and... Now I am okay with her yeah. and it's fine. And like, I don't know that like, I feel like her, the quality of her music validates her, her as a, as a person in, in the spotlight. Yeah. So whatever that may be as far as, uh, her upbringing or her connections in the industry, you know, her brother's apparently a big producer and stuff or whatever yeah. has lots of connections in her family, <clears throat> whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to me. And I'm and isn't like Justin Bieber technically an industry plant? I mean, he posted something on YouTube that got scooped up by a big name manager, and like from that point, he was getting co-written songs from like Usher and shit. Like, yeah. what's the difference between that and I guess the come up? But even that is still like if if a big name producer found Billie Eilish. At like a talent show or something. Yeah. And said, you're going to be the next big star. It's just, it's the discovery, but who cares? Yeah. Who cares? If she's still talented, she's talented enough to do it. It's not like, I mean, at least from what we know, her voice isn't being like auto-tuned to death and, you know, she's being coached completely to, 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 you know, sing better. Yeah. And even, and she has her own talent. Even if all of that stuff was going on, like. At the end of the day, there's certain things that people, I just think people like kind of take too seriously. Like something like, um, like if you lie, if, if she lied and said that she wrote everything, didn't have any help mm. from anybody, and that would be one thing. She's lying about stuff and like that, that's one thing, right? right. But, you know. They've been pretty honest about the fact that like she's gotten help from you know industry people, her brother. Yeah, like I, said, I, I is, think they they've been open about her and her brother collaborating on writing. Yeah, and so and and that a he's secret. a big a big part of her overall sound and everything. Mm-hmm. Is, he's a big part of that. So it's not yeah they don't make any they don't try to hide anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know I think when it comes to something like this, if the music's good, like. W- w- what are we concerned about all this other stuff for? She's not hurting anybody. Right. You know? What She's helping we, people, really. Yeah. So what are we what are we mad about, guys? What are we mad about? The internet. Every time she every time something is posted about her, I see just these angry incels on her on her fucking page. <laughs> Here you go. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. How do you know they're incels? They could just be people that just are angry because, on the internet. Because of the way that they talk, man. 
They're probably not incels, but <laughs> if I hate Billie Eilish and I'm not getting laid. The way that I feel about it is most of the people who are angry on the internet aren't getting laid. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. If you're getting laid, you can't be that angry. Yeah, you're a lot lot calmer. I I just know that like you care a lot less. <laughs> you way, like way less. If you're chill and you're feeling good about yourself and you've got somebody laying next to you in bed, it's kind of hard to get worked up mm-hmm. over a teenager. <laughs> a 17-year-old girl yeah, singing. It's kind of hard. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Like They seem like no pussy getting mm-hmm. bitches. That's what they seem mm-hmm. like. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I don't think so. Okay. I think I'm right here. All right. I think they're a bunch of incels. Okay. And that's all I see whenever she gets brought up on mm-hmm. something. Complex Magazine or, you know, any other page that I follow. Every time she gets posted, it's just like, oh, fuck this girl, blah, 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 blah. It's like, mm-hmm. did you even listen to the record, man? Did Probably you even not. listen to the album? Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. If you appreciate good music, it's a good album. Fuck you. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well said. Yeah. Anything else? No, I think that about covers it for me. I think, I think we got it. All right. I think we got it in the can. Yeah. Got to gotta make sure our uh, record store day list is solid. Yeah. Yeah. Got to put that together before we go. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Smart Punk? I think we will do Smart Punk. I'm okay with that if you are. I'm good with that. Okay. It's our first time not going to uh, Park Ave CDs together. Yeah. I might have to go and go grab one of the shirts, though. Yeah, they're pretty cool shirts. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we got to rate this beer. So this is from the Einstock Olgald. Um, I just wanted to be certain of something. <laughs> what? It was brewed by this company. I don't know if it was actually brewed in Iceland, though. Imported by. I doubt it. Is imported in LA. So well, is it brewed in Iceland and then imported and then and then shipped to LA? I think yeah. I think so. That's pretty cool. Oh. Uh, eating humble pie, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the Icelandic yes. toasted porter. Brewed by Einstock if Iceland. Iceland. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. <clears throat> it's the toasted porter. Um, what'd you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does what it says. Uh, I don't get a whole lot of complexity from it, Mm-mm. um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It has very, to me, classic Porter flavor. It's been a while since we've done a Porter too. So my palate might be a little off. I'm not as, uh, attuned to find those little notes of toffee and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, First taste, it kind of reminded me of a, uh, I don't know, just a, uh, like a Guinness almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, just slightly stronger notes in there. I, I think that's where the, uh, the toasted uh, flavor comes from. Mm. Uh, all that being said, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I'm going to give it a very solid four. Very, very solid. It was teetering four. on a four point five, but I feel like four point five <laughs> is my go-to. I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah, uh, I'm also gonna give it a four. I felt pretty much the same. That it's uh, as somebody who, as I mentioned before, really like porters and stouts. 
This one, you know, it's it's pretty good. It's, you know, say the thing about these things, like, uh, like this beer, for, for instance, like, what am I paying for? Mm. You know? Uh, the Iceland import tax. I think so. Yeah. I think that's all I'm paying for. Because you could get a regular, like Cigar City's Porter mm-hmm. is just as good, if not better than this. Yeah. And it's right down the street. Um, and it's the same price. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just think that sometimes, I don't know, I guess that's subjective. Of course. My, my power of, versus somebody all, else's. <laughs> I think people should know. All of our reviews are highly subjective. Highly subjective. <laughs> By but the, nature. But the only thing, yeah, it, right. Ratings, opinions, critics, criticism. Right. Subjective. So you have to take the, everything that we say with a grain of salt. With that being said, we've done 209 episodes. Yeah. Okay. We've done a couple of porters from this. Yeah. I think we know what we're talking No, we don't know shit. <laughs> we, don't know shit. <laughs> we know what we like, though. <clears throat> yeah, that's all we know. Right. And I can tell you that I like, I like enough porters to know that this one is decent I'm actually going to go 3.5 on this one. Okay. It's good. It's good. And just because I'm lowering the rating doesn't mean it's not good. It mm-hmm. tastes good. I'm just saying, like, you could get a better porter for the same price. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're putting price into this a bit. I think a little bit. Just okay. because, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes when I'm paying, you know, above market price for these craft beers, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of taste like, I mean, you said it yourself, like, you couldn't really pick out any of the there was no real complexity it's just mm-hmm. like it tastes it tastes like a guinness yeah a, a slightly guinness is half the price i think it's a it, it tastes a bit stronger than a guinness maybe like a, a, a um what what is a guinness extra stout uh-huh. you know like a little bit stronger than a regular by the books guinness yeah uh so i'll give it that but it does have a lot of the same notes yeah so mm-hmm. 3.5 still good though and a four this has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for my co-host, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Spread love, bud. Thank you guys for listening, and like, share, and subscribe on all of the podcasty things and social things. One beer in everywhere. And have a beautiful evening. Brush your teeth. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good note. Yeah. Brush, brush your teeth.